This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. How does your software development team measure performance? That's the question Dan Lyons and Ori Karin set out to answer with Linear B. Ledge sits down to talk with the duo, each veteran software engineering leaders with global teams and several high-profile exits. While planning their solution, Dan and Ori reflected on their experiences working together, specifically targeting the incredible amount of time they spent pulling data and munging reports in order to measure and demonstrate the productivity of their teams. They built their new company to tackle that problem head-on, drawing together dozens of data sources into metrics designed to track three pillars, quality and value, activity and throughput, and social and teamwork, the balance of which achieves a high-performance team. Hey, Ori, Dan, uh, really cool to have you on. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Would you guys mind giving uh, just a little background story of, of yourself and your work, you know, so the audience can get to know you a little yeah, uh, we'll try to be brief. This is Ori. I'll start with uh, telling you a little bit about my background and then we'll hand it off to Dan. So in my history, I you know I have the history of leading uh, big R&D groups, building them from scratch and preparing them uh, to join big companies. I did it twice with uh, uh, Interwise that was acquired by AT&T in 2007. And I did it again alongside with Dan in CloudLock, which was a very successful acquisition by Cisco. CloudLock was a cybersecurity company in 2016. Uh, I'm a developer. I love to developer. I love to develop. I, I led teams. I led big groups. Um, and having said that, I think I'll hand it over to Dan to maybe expand a little. Yeah. So I come from a software background, and Ori and I formerly worked together at a company called CloudLock, where I was a second employee there. I had many roles in the software organization. Uh, eventually, I was our VP of engineering. And Ori, by the way, was the VP of engineering before me, he handed it off to me. And I grew the team from about 30 to 75 people globally. We had people in the US, Ukraine, Israel, and UK, and just kind of my passion area is around people and productivity. Yeah, yeah, and I know you guys jumped into, so the new company, or new-ish company, Linear B, uh, you guys are working together on, and, um, you know, talk a little bit about that, because, you know, I, I know it's focused on engineering team productivity, a huge topic. Uh, everybody wants to figure out how to do that better, so, you know, how are you addressing that problem? Yeah, we can dive into like uh, how what's what's even like uh, um, you know engineering productivity, but just maybe just a, a little bit of story of how we started Linear B. So after we were acquired by Cisco, at least for me, and uh, I know that for them too, we had uh, a, a nice time to go and reflect on what it, what just happened, right? Because you went through like five years of. I call it like you sprint, but you run a marathon. Um, and then uh, we kind of reflected back and said, okay, what, what happened to us once uh, in situations where we wanted to understand if the team is performing well? And we want to communicate about like the productivity that we're getting out of the team with our uh, 
peers, you know, VP of sales, VP of marketing, with our CEO, with our board even, and of course with our people. And we discovered that in a lot of those uh, scenarios, we did a lot of like ad hoc, ad hoc solutions or, you know, one-off solutions to, to pull data and to understand where we, where we stood. Uh, which, then we, we engaged, you know, in the conversation on how it can be done better or what kind of tool or what kind of, you know, uh, metrics and what, what kind of measurements we would like to have to ourselves uh, if we uh, do it again. And that was kind of like the seed um, to, to start Linear B. And I, I'm sure that has like uh, things to add to that story. Yeah, no, it's a good, and I think the stories are, are good. So let me start with this. I think being a software leader is one of the most challenging positions. For me, when I was growing the team, like 30 to 40 to 75 people, one of the hardest things I've done in my lifetime from a, a work perspective. And at one point, I was reporting into Ori. At another point, we were peers. And when we're trying to make a decision about what should we do with the team? How should we organize our team? Where should, should we invest into quality? What do we do to improve our productivity? We're putting together literally spreadsheets together for hours, collecting data about different aspects of the organization. And looking back on it, you know, that's all we had. And it's a little bit insane that there's not a solution out there that kind of does that for you. And after the uh, CloudLock acquisition, Ori and I got together and kind of just said, we need to bring this to the engineering community. Like the community needs this. Let's build it uh, and see who would be interested. And it turns out there's a lot of people interested. So Yeah, I mean, that doesn't uh, surprise me. I mean, how do you... How do you begin to, to crack that nut? You know, I mean, I, everybody wants to be able from the engineering seat to report to other functional stakeholders and leadership. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. And it's, it's very difficult to translate the languages between, you know, those two worlds. Uh, you know, marketing maybe, you know, doesn't face such a thing because, you know, just the, the language of the data is the same. But I think uh, the language of engineering, you know, needs a total translation to the business layer. So yeah, I don't know, walk through some of those steps. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question because yeah, I think it's um, in some, you know, in some aspects, it's much easier to measure um, organizations like the sales organization and marketing and all of that because they may be closer like to the business. But on the other hand, if you think about it, it's kind of um, ironic that um, the R&D organization is the, is the one that has the ability to measure better than everybody because it's engineers. They're like yep. obsessed about data. They know, you know, how to uh, approach data. Um, so there's no silver line or one answer on how to do that. But what we did in order to start cracking this, you know, uh, reel on how to uh, do it right, we just started talking to our network. We started talking to people at different levels, right? So uh, developers that worked with us and for us that we appreciated, a lot of partners, a lot of uh, people that are now, you know, uh, will do pilot with us, like leaders of engineering organizations, CEOs who are also like a key figure here, and, you know, uh, other executives. 
And we started collecting something that we can dive into soon on what do we think it is important to measure and, and exactly like you asked how to bridge that gap between, okay, this is engineering language, but this is like the business aspect or the business language. And I think we can, we came up with um, a, a good, uh, so, or at least something which is a good start uh, on how to, uh, how to answer that question. Yeah, please don't keep it a secret. You know, <laughs> where, are, what are those measures? I mean, you know, I, in my work, you know, I've seen throughput, I've seen velocity, you know, a lot of the agile language and, but none of that yeah. means anything to, to business users because, you know, size of ticket and how do you break things down and, you know, themes, epic stories. I mean, it just gets ridiculously confusing. It's like speaking a, a different language. So yeah. I mean, how have you connected the dots there? Yeah, let me let me try to dive in here a little bit. So there's not one metric that's going to tell you what your productivity is. That's probably obvious, but I should state that in the beginning. We came up with a three-part methodology to start with. The three categories of our methodology are as follows. The first one is around quality and value. Why everything you do has to have high quality in our opinion. If you're just producing a bunch of I guess garbage, for lack of a better word, that's not productivity. So quality and kind of customer value is number one. The second category for us is activity and throughput, Ledge. I think you just said throughput, activity and throughput. At the same time, if you were producing nothing, zero things, um, of course, that's not going to lead to productivity. So you do have to measure your output. You do have to look at, well, how many stories are we creating? How many pull requests are going up? What's the impact of the code, you know, going into the code base, as well as on the throughput side, for example, um, how long does it take us to release to production? How long does it take us to re review a, a pull request? Those things matter. So that's kind of the second category. And the third category, um, because, you know, something that I think is probably different from maybe 20 years ago. Uh, software creation, product creation is really a team sport now. So our third category is around social and teamwork aspects. So we feel if you put together quality, activity and throughput, social and teamwork, now we have kind of a, a framework that we can um, observe from a data perspective that kind of captures the three pillars. And, you know, of course, we can get into more and more detail, dive into each one of those. But, you know, we, we feel that's a good start. And uh, like Ori was saying, we're we know a lot of VPs of engineering. We know a lot of developers, which is great. You know, we kind of ran that three-part methodology by them and we're getting, yeah, that makes sense. Let's yeah, start you there. Know, I, I do want to dive into maybe the subcomponents of, of each one because I, I think you're, you're hitting on uh, a lot of the factors that, that I hear come up, you know, in these leadership discussions, VPs, CTOs. Um, one thing that strikes me is I'm interested to know where does it live to know that you're building the right things? You can build high throughput, high quality, incorrect stuff that's not aligned with product marketing and sales. Uh, does that live in the third function there? So you, you're asking what if I have like, um, you know, high throughput, high quality, but, um, I'm, I'm not, not delivering, delivering the, the thing, thing you that know, the that customers my, my and market. marketing sales yeah. and the product actually wants. So you can have a major breakdown there. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a really good question. So the way we're looking on, uh, because we went back and forth, but the way we're looking on those uh, three pillars that Dan just spoke about, 
um, you kind of think somebody can think that okay, so activity in throughput is just for maybe the code elements that I'm producing, and then maybe quality uh, just then for the quality of the code that I, that I produce, um, and then the teamwork also. But the way we're looking at it, these are not uh, phases in, in the life cycle. You can find. Um, Quality, for example, in the exact question that you just asked, right? If we can measure the match, right, between um, uh, what we delivered to the happiness of our of our customers, that's another quality measurement. So when we say quality, it's not just about like the code side of the house. And the way we're looking at, we started with the three pillars, and we're going to continue to improve, and we want to reach those areas too, where, right. where, where you can. Actually, it uh, strikes me as a, you're talking about. like a complex like system approach. Which is really, you know, what you find in every organizational discipline is you can try to segment off your own little piece of data, but ultimately you're measuring the effectiveness and the efficiency of the entire org because everything is interconnected. You know, so you're just taking a different view. I think of it as, you know, you're you're choosing to get on uh, one of the horses on the carousel, uh, but the reality is, it's the carousel that that matters. So. Yeah, please walk through the, the the areas there and just talk about, you know, the actual data sources that you need to measure to even capture these things. Because, you know, you really have a, uh, I imagine there's there's quite an ETL challenge in there to, to make apples to apples out of all that source data. So, you know, what are those things that make the pillars? Yeah, so if we want to talk about the, the data sources, the way we're looking at it, uh, we're looking at, at uh as much as data sources you will add, you get like a better, uh, you know, result or better match to what you're trying to achieve. And I'll try to explain. So we started and we mapped all the sensors. This is how we call them uh, that are participants in, 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 that participate in the process of, of building software, planning the software, shipping the software, and monitoring it on production. And we put them on a list and went and talked to our uh, partners or in a pilot customer and said, okay, if we need to prioritize, and of course it's not just one, but if we need to start thinking on what do we need to connect to, uh, which one will be your first one? So um, we decided to start with the, the first sensors that we're connecting are the, so, uh, the sensors that manage the code. And today, if you think about it, if you look about it, at the Git providers, um, they're not just storing the code. You can find a lot of things about the process of how the code was created there. What was the interaction inside the team in order to achieve this, uh, uh, um, this, this you know, snapshot of the code? So there's a lot of, of, uh, of information there, a lot of uh, interactions between the team. If you look about on... <coughs> Uh, pull request, which is a, a mechanism for people to say, okay, I'm ready to post my, uh, to, to get my code merged. And there's, we've learned from our experience that there's a lot of, uh, interesting interactions there that you can find, find out, uh, insights about how, you know, close your team works. So we decided to start with, with, uh, this family of, uh, sensors. And we're now adding more and more. Uh, we're looking on things like uh, uh, Slack that we're hearing from our customers that they want uh, want us to connect to those things uh, too. We're looking into future um, stuff 
to look into more into the CI/CD side of the house and to connect, you know, to Jenkins and the, the, this family of products to understand, okay, how the code is being shipped um, and built. Um, so to be honest, like we're just going to add sensors and I think the, the level of insight uh, uh, will grow as, uh, as we add them. And we, and we can find each one of those uh, three pillars that Dan right. spoke about. Yeah, each I'm one thinking about you know comments and, and dialogue around uh, merge requests or why'd you do it this way? Why'd you do it that way? Obviously, a lot of that's going to live in a Slack or a collaboration system. Then you got your Trellos or Jiras or anything like that. You know, that's just every, you're really capturing everywhere that there's interaction. Um, any designs on doing some kind of sentiment analysis or, or something like that to measure teamwork through those um, sort of qualitative interactions? Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. Go ahead then. <laughs> Take it. All right. Yeah, I guess it's my turn to talk. But yeah, just going going back to the the last question, just to summarize it for a second. So kind of the the code base, right? So GitHub, GitLab, Bitbucket, that's like the home base to me. And there's a lot of social things happening there with pull requests and stuff. Then from our uh, customers, we've been asked, hey, will you connect to Slack? That's where you start getting into the sentiment analysis stuff. But also, like on my side, I've been connecting with a lot of agile consulting experts. Okay, they're saying, well, how is the team interacting? Is the engineering team getting information from support, for example? They should know what's going on with the customer. Is there a communication link there? Um, and then on the project management side, Ledge, I think you mentioned maybe Jira, Trello, right? That's where, you know, the quality of your stories are created. Uh, how long is it taking us to go from story creation to completion, that type of stuff. And then just one, one thing before we go to the, the sentiment, in case Ori wants to jump in here, we're building our system open, right? So API first approach is one of the things that we learned from our previous company that we wish we would have done even better. We're doing it, you know, from the beginning now, because for example, we'll run into a customer that says, Hey, I invested in a security tool. It cost me a lot of money. Okay. Hey, Dan, are you able to plug that security tool into linear B? I want to know, you know, for each team and each de developer, are we struggling on security with this team? Should I get us some training or, or not? You know, you might be doing great. And so, you know, we allow you to plug that tool in uh, sure. because there's so sure. many different yeah. sensors to connect to. Um, on the uh, sentiment analysis side, I think I'll, I'll pass it back to Ori, but that's definitely something that we're looking into, sentiment and engagement. Yeah, just to you know, quickly answer that, um, we are investing into that. You can find um, a lot of interesting things in, again, like you said, uh, Ledge, in uh, comments about pull requests. We saw, you know, I like to tell stories about people that work with me. I saw uh, some very talented people um, that wanted to give, uh, you know, comments that help but they didn't have like you know the soft skills on how to how to deliver those comments sometimes they were harsh you know not necessarily in the right language so and this this these people were, were a miss for for the organization so uh, we're investing into um giving feedback to those developers on on you know how you can better uh, pass your your feedback and maybe you can improve the team uh, more 
So we're definitely investing into sentiment an- analysis. If, uh, each developer in each team, we can say, um, you know, the, uh, the level of interaction and how, and how easy it is to accept uh, criticism, whether or, or you know, even compliments from from those teams. Um, uh, and the other side of the house, you know, we had uh, not exactly exactly the other side of the house, but even the fact that you ident- identifying a, you know a, a developer. It maybe is not like the best individual contributor, but um, his his reviews are a pleasure because you know he reads all the code, and you know I, I've I've been a developer, a developer, and I'm still a developer. Like we like to write code, not necessarily at the same passion that we like to read code. So if you find a person that reads code and gives like you know uh, comments that build. And, and contribute. Sometimes this this uh, uh, team player increases everybody's uh, level two times. Um, so it's very important to identify these people and, and you know empower them and give them you know strong feedback and yeah, positive absolutely. Feedback I have to imagine that, kind of that pillar number three is is really just maybe even outsized. You know, I don't even know if those things are as you know, maybe equally weighted, you know, I, I, um, in all the conversations I have, you know, soft skills, ability to, you know, do excellent teamwork. I mean, Google's done a bunch of research about, you know, just high performing teams, psychological safety is like the overwhelming factor. If you can start to actually materially measure that, I believe, you know, that that's probably, um, you know, just a, a huge contribution to the field. Uh, how, how do you consume, you know, research and such to even understand what's, what's been discovered by, uh, you know, the big dogs out there and how you might even measure it? Yeah. So we started first with like a very basic, uh, you know, uh, modest approach like to read all those research uh, papers. Like I'm familiar with the Google one. It's very, very interesting. Um, to be honest, I think that uh, the value in this industry, or at least to start uh, providing some insight, it's still at a very more simple level. You can even learn uh, things. Uh, you know, I have an experience with deploying uh, large-scale, you know, data science and machine learning uh, uh, projects. But sometimes the be- the best insights are with simple things. So. Um, we're, we're starting with simple things, even just to measure, um, uh, you know, the, the relationship, the relation between how many PRs are, are left open, and how much time it takes them to close, and how many are getting attention. You can start with with the very simple things to understand about uh, aspects like psychological safety that you just uh, mentioned. Um, we plan to invest on that a lot more uh, later on. Because we think that's where uh, uh, the future is, and I totally agree that this area of teamwork and social and soft skills is is a very interesting aspect of you know of the teamwork. Uh, so we plan to invest very there a lot more. It's very very cool, Dan. Uh, why don't you why don't you give us a yeah. finish up shout here? We're running low on time, so love to get you the last word here. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll just add one thing. So at Linear B. Uh, we're starting as a global team, right? Remote work is becoming more and more important. Uh, you know, I, I'm in the U.S., but for example, I think there's amazing developers worldwide. And every team is different. You know, every team is culturally different. Uh, the way that each team works is different. And so one thing that's really important for us 
um, on the productivity side is to make sure that our software has levers that you can kind of push and pull, you know, if quality is a little more important to you or if the social side's a little more important to you. Um, you know, we, we recognize that and we're building it in from the beginning. And I guess just to kind of close it out, you know, we're all about continuous improvement, using data to make teams better. Um, and we're just excited to, uh, so it's uh, linear B dot IO. I don't know, uh, you know, who's, who's an interesting user to you and who do you want to, you know, take a look at it? Please give a, you know, a shout out for, for the company. I want to make sure that the, the promotion is useful to you. Um, yeah, so you can check us out at linearb.io. We have a trial that you can sign up for. Um, and, you know, we're useful for CEOs, VPs of engineering, software leaders, and developers. I think we know a few of those. Well, Dan, Ori, thanks for uh, joining us today. Super interesting stuff. Good luck with the continued development. Thanks Thank you much. very much for having us. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.